from the Adara Spa to X-Formulation Skincare to Airbnb hosting to being a working mom, it's time to talk skin and business with Julie Grosso. Welcome back to Skin and Biz Talk. Welcome back to Skin Biz Podcast. I am your host, Julie Grosso, and I have a very fun interview that I am about to post that was actually previously recorded um, at the very, um, let's see, beginning, I want to say, of 2023. Um, And so obviously it's been, you know, a few months. I thought it had honestly uploaded, but technology was not my friend. And I use Spotify podcasters as my platform to edit in post and share podcasts, Um, but they had a big switch and change. So I feel bad. I have some amazing content. I have an abundance of content that I need to push out, but this one is the most important to me right now. So I had a really great interview with an esthetician who um, owns her own small business in Houston, Texas. And to make a long story short, um, basically now, um, about 10 months later, I'll double check the exact months, but you know, with under a year later, she is now moved from Houston, Texas to the, um, DMV area, Washington, DC, where my med spa and where my other Airbnb is, um, that has been open for almost seven years in April. So she's a part of the Adara family. Now she's a part of the X formulations family. She'll be going to the trade shows with us. I'm so excited for you guys to first listen to this interview. I think it's honestly kind of interesting now, and I would have reposted it even if it did upload, because I think it's interesting to hear how our conversation went then when we had no idea that fast forward to October, 2023, she is now a part of our family, a part of our team, and I think is going to be a major impact um, along with, of course, my other um, estheticians and, of course, my, my nurses and, of course, my management team, but especially my core team that um, is a part of management and helping us with XF because she is now a part of both brands, which most of my team is a part of both brands. So I'm really excited because you never know what something's going to turn into. And I think it's always really important to keep your relationships with the people in this industry and never burn bridges and to continuously support each other and just keep that line of communication open because you don't know what it's going to turn into. Neither of us would have been able to predict that prior. And here we are now um, in a whole different um, you know, transition in both of our careers. Me adding her on was a big deal for me. Um, her moving, of course, her business um, and moving across the country is a huge deal for her. So we had two just like major life changes that happened from the relationship of Instagram and from the relationship um, of being at the trade shows, you know, and just keeping your relationships with estheticians. They're not your competition. Um, they are there to inspire you to do better in your own business. They're there to be your partners to be future business, you know, um, whether it's partners or business opportunities can come your way when you all work together. So just always remember that it's a big thing. I push at trade shows for those that haven't gone to a trade show and met me that, you know, this part might not seem as obvious to you, but I think it's pretty clear at the trade shows what my goal is. And my goal is to, um, network and have our industry communicate and really reach out and, just constantly build their relationships at the trade shows. 
by letting them do that in my classes. You know, I have a lot of time for connecting each other and building relationships and friendships and things from this opportunity um, of being able to have a platform to do the trade show educational classes and communicating with you guys, teaching you guys, but also networking with each other. So you all can have the same opportunities as well. And I just think it's important to put it out there for you all to remember um, how important it is to keep relationships with people in our industry and to always keep a positive professional relationship and just always keep the lines of communication open because you don't know what it's going to turn into. So, I mean, I just feel like for me personally, which we'll get into in the next podcast, I just want to post this interview first, but I'm going to post another podcast soon and let you know kind of what's been going on with the Adara Med Spa Lounge. We're rebranding. We added, you know, a new like DBA, which is like your your second kind of name of your business. Um, XF has grown a lot. There's been immense positivity like on paper that I could share about what's been going on. And I know it's been a while since the last podcast, the last podcast, but there's also been this underlining thing where it's been my worst year I've ever had professionally, my worst year personally, and it has affected my entire family. It's infected my, um, infected, affected, but honestly infected my entire team. Um, and I want to share like some of my thoughts and my stories about that. I try not to get into too much detail about negativity often because I want to keep this podcast light and I want to be helpful and I want to give just great information that you guys can take from this podcast. But I also think it's really important to be realistic and there are really hard times in a business in your personal life. And the only way all of you guys are going to survive, whether it's you owning a business or whether you're just a successful woman working in the world or man, it's really important that you don't give up. If you truly want to be successful, you truly want to grow, you truly have these crazy aspirations and dreams in regards to work or whatever, you know, whatever your goals and aspirations are attached to, you can't give up and you have to go through some crap. And I've gone through a lot of crap since owning a business. I've gone through a lot of crap from being in this industry since 2007, but I would say this year, 2023 has taken the cake. I felt like I have been punched in the face thousands and thousands of times. And I make the joke that people say things come in threes. I always made the joke that things come in twelves for me. I think like I don't get three bad things in a row. I get 12. Well, this year I felt like I had 150. I mean, truly, if I could be honest about every one of the things, which I'm not going to, first, no one cares about every little thing that's been, you know, a a trouble um, time for my business and personal relationship. But if I could write it down on paper, we're talking about just things that don't happen to people in a lifetime over and over and over again. With that being said, that that is normal when you own a business, the more um, opportunities you have, the more that you're you know, your hands are dipped into a lot of different pots. The more businesses you have, the more clients you have, the more success you have, um, the more people in your life that you have to manage you have, the, the more drama is going to happen. So that is a part of the, you know, uh, game and you know that and you expect that. But then there are some years that are just like vile and vicious, nasty and unprofessional, um, truly like to me, um, just the worst things that you could go through. And on paper, it was the worst year ever, but also on paper, if you look at reports for certain categories and certain aspects of the business, especially XF um, and growing and expanding, it's the best year. So 
numbers are kind of confusing. I always make it a big point at the end of the year, the last quarter to let my small business owners know and just people in general, like make sure you're double checking if you're on target to hit what your goals were for 2023 and start working on your 2024 plan because you need it done before December 31st because you want to have Jan 1 start on a great note and you got everything executed and you know what you're about to do for 2024 and you're going to execute it and you're going to grow, you're going to expand and you're going to do better. Um, but just know that, um, you're not alone. If you feel like you're having a hard time, I work with a lot of small business owners, um, on the side for XF. I take over their businesses. I take over their accounts, their websites, their Instagram, their menus. I redo their whole businesses. Honestly, I do a whole rebrand for most people. Some people it's just advice and, and a better way to market. And some it's really just totally rebranding their entire business in, in some aspect because we're changing their menu. We're changing their website, their Instagram, and we're really revamping and, and thinking of a more structured way to market throughout the year. Um, but I've heard from all of those people, not all, but many, where they're technically, again, on paper, I see them like doing better and doing better. But you, you, we're traumatized from previous business decisions that we have created for ourselves. And I have that conversation a lot because I take over businesses, especially in the beginning. I have that conversation more because people are struggling, struggling a lot more in the beginning before we start working together than they are towards the end. But just know you're not alone. That's a part of business. There are going to be hard times. There are going to be hard years. There's going to be hard days, hard months. You know, and then there's good years and good months and good days. And it's important to know that the only way to survive, like the one advice I'd give everybody is you just don't give up. I have an attitude where anything that happens to me, um, it's like a take it on the chin, take it on the chin, take it on the chin and get back up because you have no other choice. You can't dwell on something that's happening to you right now that's out of your control. You can just only figure out how to make it better, how to improve, how to update, how to expand but you can't constantly be in the negative. So just know that that's normal. And I think what's helped me through the darkest of times in business and even personal, which I feel like can be all related and encompassing when you own a small business, I think it's really important that you just get up. Like if you get punched down, you need to get back up, you know, take it on the chin and get back up and don't dwell on it. And that's really on paper. When you see the stats of small business owners, the survival rate, it goes down every year after like the five-year markers, like five years, six years, seven, so on and so forth. That percentage isn't so dramatic. The first two years is the most dramatic percentage where people aren't in business anymore. But I think what really is the you know end-all be-all um, with people is just the giving up. The, and, it, and it's not giving up like they're lazy. They're giving up because they've been taking it on the chin for a while and it's really hard. It's overwhelming. But truly, I'm just letting you know the only way to survive it and the only way to become successful and make it out on the other end is because you're the person who never gave up, period. That's it. That's the advice. You just don't ever give up ever. No matter how much shit is thrown at you, you have to continuously strive to think of how you can make yourself better, your business better, your structure better, your goals better than you did the day before. As long as you are better than the day before in business and you're working on something and continuously, you know, paying attention to those details, you will be successful. You just cannot give up. You have to take it on the chin. Um, but I will say it's not for everybody because there will be some years that are vile and horrific. And I'm here 
definitely to help you guys not make some of those same mistakes. There's a lot of stuff that, I mean, I've spent an obscene amount of money. I've spent an obscene amount of, in, in regards to like marketing budget and, um, you know, in, in new clients, um, advertisements, uh, events, you know, product, like I just literally everything, machines, devices, I bought everything and I've had, um, of course the blessing of having a, a larger location where my budget's a little bit higher, but I've learned the hard way and it's not better and the grass isn't always greener. But my point is I've learned a lot of mistakes. So I do try to teach those mistakes so you don't have to make them, but sometimes we have to make them on our own. Um, and I'm always learning from you guys. I'm always learning from people that have been in business longer than me. But at this point, I've been in the industry since 2007. I've owned my med spa for almost seven years. We've done millions and millions of dollars in sales. XF has grown thousands of percentages from one year to the next. Um, But that's still on paper isn't making me live this life of luxury, this life of like, I don't have a yacht. I'm not like a housewife living my best life on Bravo. Like it's, it's nothing like that. It's so intense because you're constantly reinvesting in your business. And then one day you have reinvested enough. You've hit your sweet spot. You figured out what works for you. And you've gotten through some really intense humps and you'll have humps in the future, but there will be a point where you've invested enough and you've marketed enough and and you've really figured out and dialed in your area and what works for you. And the point is to, of course, eventually be more successful and have more disposable income and to be able to live financially free um, and all those things. But I'm telling you, if you own a business, just be prepared. It's nothing but investment in your time and in your money for so long before you see this major you know, change. I will say solos hit it faster because there's less expenses. Um, and if they, if that solo doesn't have a goal of doing like other businesses, you will hit it faster than others. And just remember that if you have employees or want to have employees or want to have renters or whatever the case may be, it's going to take even longer for you. So I have a lot of that going on. I have so many sales kits and the sales kits are the estheticians, solos, small business owner, med spas that I take over their business for a few months. And I'm seeing this across the board. There's a, there's a big theme across the board with all small business owners, not even just in this industry, where we have the same struggles um, and we do get down and it does get frustrating. But if you know your numbers really well um, and you just remember to take it on the chin and get back up, you will be fine. You know, just get, just take it on the chin, get back up. This is what happens when you have more responsibilities. You have more drama. That's just the way that it is. So I'd love to do another podcast right after this um, great interview um, with Aisha. She, um, if you guys followed her before, her page was called Ebony's Beauty Spot. Her name is Ebony. Her full name uh, is Ebony Aisha. Um, so that's where the, the two names come from. So I think it might confuse some of you because you maybe followed her with the other name um, on Instagram. But it is a new her, a new city. Um, it's a new vibe and we're so excited to welcome her to the family, but I wanted you guys to hear this interview because it was such a good interview and I love interviewing small business owners because we have so much to offer to our community, um, of things that have just been great tips and ticks, tips and ticks. Oh my gosh. Tips and tricks that have helped us over the years improve our business. So let's listen to this podcast with Aisha. Stay tuned for the next one to let you know 
what in the actual heck has been going on with the Adara Medsball Lounge and all these changes and all the employee changes and XF. I'm going to be as transparent as physically possible because I think it's always important to show the real side of it with being careful because I don't ever like to keep anything too negative and I don't want to be nasty, but I think it's important to be real because I don't want um, the ones that are suffering today or tomorrow or a month from now when you're listening to feel like you're alone in that. Like whatever Instagram shows you is not real. You know, Instagram pages at this point for a lot of us, they're just business pages. I don't look at anything as a personal page. It's a business page. You're not going to show every negative thing. That's not what your clients are coming here to see you for. They just want positivity. They want information. They want help. But know that being a small business owner can be really trying. And the only way to survive it is get your butt back up and try again and try again and try again and know that sometimes we're tested more than others. And the ones that get tested over and over again and that just make it happen and make it work, survive. Um, There's no shame in closing your business. There's no shame in people that can't make it work. I'm just here to tell the people that really wanna make it work, that are like, today the decision is, I want to make this work. I want this to be a a successful business. For those particular people, Just know that the only way to do that is to never give up, take it on the chin, get back up and figure out what your plan B, C, and D is. That's it. So let's listen to this podcast with Aisha. It was so good. Um, To give you guys a little backstory, she's from Houston, Texas. Uh, Well, she's, she's actually from New Orleans, but she was mostly living in Houston, Texas over the last decade. She's a successful small business owner in Houston, Texas. Currently, flash forward to now, she actually is working with Adara and XF, and she is going to help us really make a huge impact in 2024. But I'd love for you guys to listen to some of the tips and tricks that she has and just the conversation that she had with me um, over the last, you know, in the beginning of 2023 um, with her small business. And then I will post the updates of what's going on because there's a lot of changes, a lot of new things, a lot of new products coming 2024 is going to be crazy, not only for Adara's new services and total rebrand, but XF, major, major updates on new products, new devices, new back bar, new appeal. I mean, we're talking about major changes, and I feel like I finally have the team that's just, that is going to help us get there. Like, I cannot get anywhere without the best team who's on my page, who's hustlers, grinders, who loves what we do and loves helping people and loves making an impact and loves giving advice so other people in our industry can do a better job too and we can learn from them as well so i'm really excited i think it's going to be a great 2024 um but i will update you on you know how 2023 has been going on the next podcast enjoy the podcast with aisha let me know how you like it and stay tuned for the next one and here we go Welcome back to Skin Biz Podcast. I am your host, Julie Grosso, and I am here again with the lovely Ebony, and I'm very excited to talk to her again and do a follow-up conversation to our last conversation. So how are you doing today, Ebony? I am great, Julie. So happy to be back on with you. I know we had little technical difficulties, but we are here and it took me a minute. Um, so I'm really excited that you 
shared with me through that, but I want to remind everyone where to follow Ebony first. And um, just also to remind everyone who didn't hear our first podcast, it was back in August, so about eight months ago. And we are having a follow-up podcast to see what has changed in her business since then. If you want to follow Ebony, it is E-B-B-I-Beauty-S-P-O-T. And um, she's an esthetician. She's an educator. She's amazing with acne, especially with Hire Fitzpatrick, which um, her work is really incredible. You guys have to go check out her page. And again, we'll, we'll put it in the description of the podcast so you guys can find her easily. And we'll also say it again at the end to remind you guys where you can find her, how you can book with her. But um, I wanted to kind of get started on everything that has changed with you in this last eight months. But first, um, let everyone know, just as like a refresher since our last podcast, what was your most popular service that you did in 2022? Because we're going to spend a lot of time talking about how we're pivoting in 2023, what has changed since August when we talked last. But since the year has officially over, August, we still had, you know, a whole quarter to go. Mm -hmm. Where did you land as like your most popular service in 2022? Well, my most popular service, I would say, well, can I give you two? Is that okay? Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> I, had, I had two yeah. that were that were top. So I do a lot of custom treatments. So I do um, lower level uh, peels for acne. So I would say my brightening and my um, acne treatments were top. And of course, um, I can't leave out DMK enzyme therapy. So it will be between those. And let's, let's dive in a little bit more. I feel like what I've noticed in my interviews with Estes, I want to dive a little bit deeper for both esthetician and client. So could you explain what those two services are to someone who has no idea, like who it's for, what it feels like, what it looks like, and then also let people know what the price point is on those two services? Okay. Um, so my, my brightening peels are are just that, that they are um, treatments that brighten the skin. So it's uh, some resurfacing. It is a chemical exfoliation, but there is no downtime. So you don't walk around looking crazy for, or slopping skin for five to seven days. So people love that they can get off the table and look great and not have to have, um, you know, that little ugly period. Yeah, I, <laughs> um, I heard a, a SkinCeuticals educator years ago call them lunchtime peels. And I was like, oh, I like, right. you know, like uh, yeah. lunch break. <laughs> exactly. You can go back to work and nobody knew, knows that you got, you know, a treatment. So yes, that's a, that's a perfect name for it. <laughs> and then um, the MK enzyme therapy is, is really essentially oxygen therapy. So um, we know how important that oxygen is for everything that we do, but especially in skin and correction. So it just keeps everything nice, fresh, um, lots of circulation, blood flow, um, lymphatic, um, drainage keep that steady and um, it just gives you this instant like refresh of the skin hydration um, improved texture and um, yeah that's it's it's super super popular because anybody can get it I love that and what are the price points if you were a client oh yes this what are the price points for both of them so custom um, brightening peel is 175 and a DMK en- enzyme therapy is 250. 
250. And for those that yes. don't know, DMK um, is definitely a like fan favorite between estheticians, especially estheticians. You know, there's so many directions you can go as an esthetician. And same with you for clients that are listening. You can go in different directions. You can have an esthetician that's holistic, you know, that only works with certain ingredients, that is aggressive, that's, you know, works with advanced treatments and skincare. And Ebony is someone who is more working with advanced, um, you know, moderate to severe skin conditions and concerns. It doesn't mean she doesn't work on anything else, but it means she's a specialist in that, which is, um, definitely a challenge, which means she's had to have a lot of that clientele in order to work on that. And DMK falls in that line um, for those types of estheticians that are into like face reality and into, you know, micro channeling and into just really instant, instant gratification with pretty intense results for moderate to severe skin issues. Mm -hmm. You're going to notice that DMK kind of falls in that line. They have great before and afters. So for those that don't know, just go onto their page too, so you can kind of see. And obviously, Ebony has a ton of before and afters too of her clientele. So I think it's really good for you guys to go check it out and see if that's what makes sense for you. But um, I wanted to kind of dive in more um, with like pricing and and you know what things feel like and what they look like. So I'm going to be better about that on these podcasts because sometimes I think as estheticians we talk as if you know maybe when we're with a client, we don't, but even then I've, I've trained so many estheticians. I know you have too, Ebony, where, um, people talk as if the client's going to know what they're talking about. I mean, we're talking about baby steps. They don't even know what a cleanse right. is sometimes, you know, and same with that. Right. We might have a new esthetician listening or someone who doesn't know anything about DMK, but maybe wants to get into it. So we always want to try to, I'm going to try my best to make sure we, you know, talk from, the very beginning, you know, and explain everything. So thank you for, for going over that. But now let's fast forward. Of it's course. 2023. We've, it's been eight months since we had our last podcast, obviously me and you have talked in between that time. And I know how much has changed for you. Um, but tell us what your goals are for this year. Um, because obviously as business owners, we're always changing up our goals and changing up, you know, how we run our business and we have to pivot in order to survive. So let everyone know what your goals are for 2023 and why, um, you know, or how much you've pivoted and, and where you've pivoted and kind of where you stand now. Yes. Yeah, so I am so excited to be able to welcome some new faces into my spa. Um, I, I was very, very fortunate that I was um, booked solid for a long time because like, like you just said that I do a lot of advanced treatments for pretty much any type of acne and all the damage that it leaves behind. So I have very, very regular clientele. So now that a lot of my clients are on maintenance um, programs, so they don't come as often, um, mm -hmm. their skin is clear and they're just really maintaining what we've worked on for so long that I have the availability to see new people. So it's really exciting um, to help, uh, you know, people that I have not met before or just meeting and um, really educating them on, yes, there is help for your condition. A lot of people live with acne and other uh, skin conditions, and they really just think that there's no help for it. So it's really exciting to be able to do that and, you know, change people's lives um, without is, just yeah. them going to a derm and, you know, getting a script and, and it working for, you know, a temporary amount of time. Exactly. And, you know, for those that don't know, the reason it wouldn't work forever in most cases is because it is a suppressor uh, you know, all antibiotics are suppressors. I was on, I don't even know how many, definitely over 10 different ones, you know, mm -hmm. over 
of time. I've done them all. Um, and they're suppressors and they also have a ton of side effects, um, that, right. you, that you end up having throughout your adult life through later in life forever. Um, but I think what's interesting from a business perspective, um, obviously great for clients listening that are in your area. Cause they're like, great. Like I can finally get in with her. I can do, you know, my acne program or boot camp with her. But I think from a business perspective, what people don't realize as being an acne specialist, especially if there's new estheticians listening, um, you have to take into consideration that once you have now cleared it, um, and I know we don't like to use that word, but in, in, in a client's perspective, they feel like, okay, I'm clear. Well, now you're maintaining them. And so you, your business now has to pivot and you are completely uh, in a different position than you were before if you happen to have a ton of people coming all at once. So if you have quote unquote cleared or, you know, whatever you want to call it again, from a client's perspective, that's how they look at it because they stop coming, you know, they don't come as much. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously people have flare ups and, you know, we, like we said, um, we're maintaining acne. Um, mm -hmm. That's always like the language acne specialists like to use because they don't want to claim to like cure you by any means. But from a right. client's perspective, they are clear for the moment. So they are thinking, okay, why do I need to come in? Which is honestly probably fairly true minus other skin concerns, blackheads, dryness. And then of course, if there's a flare up then having to kind of start that back up again. Um, mm -hmm. But from a business perspective, if you're going to be an acne specialist only, this is something you need to take into consideration. Um, so you always need new clientele, which is why yes. marketing is essential. Um, it doesn't mean don't do it. It's, the best feeling, like Ebony said in the world, I think it's such a rewarding feeling and it's really cool to challenge yourself again and be in that position where you can again, have new clientele. You're like, can I do this? And you know, you can, but it's still, you know, it, you still are always holding your breath because it, it's teamwork with your client. <laughs> is she going to listen? You know, is she yeah. going to do all the things she has to do regarding diet and poor clogging ingredients and you know, other things that, you know, are household, you know, irritants for acne. So yeah. um, I think from a business perspective, you have to take into consideration that new clientele is essential if you're going to treat acne because they aren't people that like an anti-aging client, you know, that typical, like maybe 50 to 60 anti-aging client that's literally just there to relax and focus on fine lines and wrinkles, nothing abrasive, nothing aggressive. You kind of know you're always going to have her. Um, an mm -hmm. acne client has ebbs and flows when you see her because she either is feeling really good and happy or she feels like, you know, I don't, I, I, I felt this way, at least personally, I don't know how you feel about this with your clientele, but I personally mm -hmm. felt when my acne was gone, other people throughout the years, estheticians training would look at my skin and say the things that they saw. But for me in my heart, I'm like, I just don't care. You know, like I've come <laughs> such a long way. Mm -hmm. And my acne is gone that I just don't care about this tiny little thing here and there. So they right. do go from doing a ton of things to stopping because they're so happy to have a break from doing stuff. Again, right. it doesn't mean acne clients, you know, you don't have to do anything ever again. You really do, you know, flare ups can happen again based off of whatever it is that, you know, you're doing that you shouldn't be, or maybe some hormonal imbalance or something's going on that you have no control over. However, mm -hmm. From a business perspective, new clientele is essential. So let everyone so know, important. you know, what you've been doing in this last eight months to kind of pivot since now you've helped so many people, which is such a great rewarding feeling, but now you're like, okay, great. Now I need a new chunk of people. So what, what is it that you're doing now? Yes. Um, and there is 
And that's definitely something that I had to kind of relearn. And it's mm-hmm. not that I forgot that how I built my clientele in the first place, but I guess I kind of got a little comfortable with yeah, having that exactly. regular clientele. So yeah. it was really something that I had to be like, hey, wake up. Like you need uh-huh. to, you know, keep going. Like you said, uh, marketing is essential. And I have had, um, I have had the greatest mentors to help me with um with that as far as um, continuously posting, because I had really slacked off on that on my social Mm -hmm. media as far as posting, um, you know, my clients, you know, work that we have done together over the years before and afters. I know people love to see that. Mm -hmm. Um, Just me actually doing treatments. I am by nature kind of an introverted person uh, which is probably why I work in a dark room all day and I love it <laughs> and no one has but, to see your face like their and nobody eyes are has to see it's my face feel. because their <laughs> eyes are closed exactly so this is like the perfect environment for me <laughs> me too me too I- <laughs> so like me being on camera is is is, is um, very weird for me so but I know that people like to see you know, the face of, you know, my business, you know, who I am, like, um, it's a lot of trust between me and my clients. So they need to feel comfortable and, you know, that I know what I'm talking about and also know what I'm doing. So, um, just showing that, um, talking more with my clients about, you know, um, what's going on as far as their skin. I do get a lot of referrals. So that is, that is great. But just, you know, continuously reaching out and, and um, getting people in, um, you know, kind of like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't think of the word, but. Um. <laughs> Got to get it back in the business. I think that's what's hard about being a small business owner is like you said, you might be an introvert in reality. I, and you know, you and you signed up to be an esthetician to, you know, do the work. No one's staring at you. You get to talk to them. You get to help them. You don't even have to look them in their eyes. Like it's such a, Mm -hmm. you know, that part of your life is being fulfilled. But as a small business owner, you have to then do all the other things that don't make you comfortable to, to get people on your books. So you end up having to do all these other things. And I think, um, that's something people should take into consideration if they want to, you know, end up going solo or whatever it is that they want to do. Take that mm-hmm. into consideration because yes, you know, the majority of your day, sure, um, with clients in the room are are doing what you love. Um, and you know, it makes you comfortable. But then there's this whole other side of it to keep the business going, which you have to do a bunch of stuff that makes you uncomfortable if that's, you know, obviously not your style. So Um, it it is, I think that's one of the challenges of being a small business owner. And I always try to tell new estheticians going in, um, to it. Like if you're not willing to do whatever you need to do for your business, then you shouldn't be solo because it is going to be a lot of things that maybe on a personal level, you don't love on a personal level. There's a lot of things I don't like to do either, but Mm -hmm. I have to do it to keep the business alive and you have to be willing to do anything. So I think that's right. harder for solos too, because like you said, you have ebbs and flows where you're 100% slammed and you're super comfortable because you know, for the next six plus months, you have someone every coming in twice a month, you know, and mm-hmm. so those people um, are on your books consistently. But um, then there's times like this where you're like, oh, dang it. Now I have to pivot because I helped so many people. Now I'm in this, you know, uncomfortable position. You don't want to be behind on that. So, right. Right. Uh, 
yeah, I get, I get that, that that's a challenge I think for a lot of people. And obviously you've done an amazing job. You have amazing before and afters, but I think that's my biggest challenge with every single marketing kit that I've ever had. My biggest challenge every time is getting people to send me their content. I'm like, I literally cannot do your page if you don't send me the content, you know, and I'm happy to go there if you're local. And I'd love to expand upon that in the future and travel. Cause I'm like, just let me do it for you because it's, it's an issue. You know, people have it too, but they're like, Oh, I don't know. Is this my best work? Like you just got to be consistent. And I think that's the biggest challenge is getting people to show their content or take the content. Cause they're so busy doing the service. They forgot to take the before that. They oh my God. After. That's so mean. <laughs> the worst. And I'm like that. I, I totally sympathize with everyone. That's why it's it's like, I know what the problem's going to be with every person right away because Mm -hmm. I'm that person too. I always had a problem with that. I just now I'm the person that's like trying to make sure everyone's accountable. So that way we can show their business in the best light, but your pictures are incredible. You know, I think you, what you have a bigger problem with is yeah. Like everyone else taking some befores. It's like, you always, you know, everyone always forgets that, but you uh, had a challenge for a while taking uh, the videos and the pictures of yourself. And yeah. I noticed that some other people have issues with that too. They don't even want to think about doing that. Like myself, like who cares about that? Like, no, like, you know, that's how our industry is. People want to know who they're booking with, where are they booking and who are they booking with? So right. it might seem insignificant when you're like, I'm an acne specialist. I should be, you know, let's just focus on that. But mm-hmm. unfortunately as a business owner, we have to think of all the things. <laughs> And part of it is they want to see you. Um, so I've asked Ebony probably 1,000 times before. I'm like, I need more pictures of yourself. I need more pictures of you. I need more selfies. Please send me more selfies. Um, and I know yes, it gets guilty. because your clients want to see you. <laughs> yes. So any any estheticians listening, you got to post the pictures of yourself. So you do. it's been, like I said, eight months since we talked last. Tell everyone how your business has changed beyond obviously needing you know, the, the new like set of acne clients, because obviously you've, you've gotten to the point where you've had such success that now, you know, we need the new group of people. So beyond that, what has changed and what has worked for you over, you know, since 2022 versus um, now, like what, what are you going to change? What worked for you in your business? And what do you feel like, you know, I'm going to change this because this is not working. Um, let's see what has worked I still feel like um definitely service um creating value in my in what I do in my treatments and the customer's experience um has really worked for me um we did talk about this a little bit in our first podcast about how I came from like a a service industry background I worked Mm -hmm. every physician in restaurants so that's kind of followed me um into you know like my my own business as far as making sure uh, that hospitality is there. Um, And I think that's something that's just probably ingrained in me as a Southerner as well. Um, Just making the client feel very comfortable. Um, You know, even we're still professional, but there's, they still feel like Evie is my friend, you know? So I feel like that has continued to work for me. Um, Personally, um, I guess what has changed is um, I'm actually going through a divorce, which is very sad, but that's made some changes in my business as far as me having to 
like move locations. I've had to downsize a little bit, so I don't have as much space, but it, it, and that was really sad and depressing to me in the beginning, but I realized that it really is not about the amount of space. It's what you do with it. And, you know, nothing has really changed as far as the service that I give to my clients. So that kind of took me a little while to realize, you know, it's going to be okay. And even if, even if I'm in, you know, one room as opposed to, you know, a thousand square feet, like, yep, it's, it's, it's still okay. And, and my clients didn't stop coming because I downsized, you know? Yeah. And you know, what's funny is I remember when you, I remember when you said that you're like, I just don't feel inspired by my new place right now. Like I miss my mm-hmm. old place. Cause you were obviously so proud of what you built the first time. Um, you, you know, I, as I grew and got a bigger location, uh, all I have thought of over the years since having a b- bigger location is, wow, like if I could do everything all over again, I would do it this way. And it's a much smaller version of that, like the tiniest version. So <laughs> I think it's just the initial shock of change. But mm-hmm. the size, like you said, doesn't matter to anybody. That's not why they're coming. And mm-hmm. if anything, it's it's not always the best business decision. I've always said, you know, what I try to teach is all the things that I would never do again, that I'm in the position that I'm kind of stuck with. And I think the size, if anything, can be a bad business decision because then you have more rent and you have more supplies you have to buy and, you know, mm-hmm. more expenses overall. But it, I could obviously I totally understand why that is painful because you're so proud of what you originally built, but clients don't care about that. Their eyes are closed. When they look up, they see a ceiling, you know, all (laughs) we do is spend time on all the other corners of the space. They never even notice. Um, Right. But um, clients are coming to see you and the amazing work that you've done and performed on them and how you've changed their life. You changed their life with, you know, the results you've given them with their acne and they don't care about the lobby being bigger or whatever it is, you know? And I think that's um, really important to remind yourself of that. And I can't imagine, um, you know, what it's like having to deal with like a personal issue as big as divorce while owning a business. That is probably, I think most small business owners like fear because Mm -hmm. whether or not people understand I think anyone who is a small business owner knows that it does come home with you. There's no such thing as how do you stop it from coming home with you? Your small business comes home with you. There's Absolutely. no not come home with you. And mm-hmm. so um, I really feel for you because it's, it's already so intertwined. I'm sure it affected your marriage in really positive ways and negative. I know that it mm-hmm. does for mine because how mm-hmm. could it not? Because mm-hmm. it's intertwined. A small business is, you are on 24 seven, therefore you're bringing it home 24 seven. So I really feel for you. I can't imagine how, how challenging that probably was during that time. So, um, we'll move on to the next question though. I don't want to, I don't want to sit on that question. If it's, um, not something you're comfortable diving into, I just wanted to say that I'm sure. No, it's gotten so much easier. (laughs) Probably (laughs) a few months ago, I would not have been able to talk about it. But I, I think it's good because I'm sure someone listening has been in that position where they're, you know, I, I had a couple estheticians actually uh, from the Texas trade show, the Dallas trade show, 
talk to me about how they're going to start a business with their husband. And, you know, it's not shocking to me that, you know, the husband's going to be involved in, in their business. Like obviously any small business, you're both going to be involved in any capacity, small or large. And it's always really important to me to give as much tips and tricks as I can to those people that can separate it a little bit, but it's, it's almost impossible. And so I think you mentioning it just lets people know they're not alone, that it, it is, um, it's going to be hard to not bring home with you. And so just really think about that before you do it. Cause I think a lot of SDs coming out of school are like, I'm going to start my own business right away. It's like, let's just think about that for a second. Really think <laughs> about what you're saying. It's not this, like, it's not a shiny toy. It's not this thing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean don't try it. If you really want to try it, it just means really think about what you're saying because yeah. it means so much more than it does when you, after you graduate, because, you don't really know anything yet at that point. And it has nothing to do with aesthetics, just knowing what's going to come. And right. um, owning a business is just, it's just so much more than I think people realize before they get started. And so I think you had a lot of great experience because you did work at so many other places beforehand. And I think that's important because you, you had a better idea of what am I doing here? Um, but just mm-hmm. jumping right into it. I think it's something everyone needs to just, you know, take into consideration what that means. And that means you're always going to be taking home work 24 seven. So I'm always here for you. I, I feel, I feel for you. And I know that it's been a hard, you know, year, but you seem like you really are coming up, you know, and into your own and your, your space is great and your work is still amazing. And that's all that matters. You know, your clients, like I said, don't care about that lobby and all those other little things. The space is amazing your work is incredible and everyone really does need to go and and check out her work. Her, her work really is. I mean, I don't say that about everybody. I say that everyone is great because obviously I only want to try to talk to the, you know, the best in the industry on this podcast, but truly her work is incredible. And I think she's um, working to, especially with your higher Fitzpatrick's being able to dominate working on acne with higher Fitzpatrick's is a challenge for a lot of estheticians, whether they want to talk about it or not. And, mm-hmm. um, I know it's an issue cause I've had to fix many, 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 many people who have burned higher Fitzpatrick's, yes. um, colored higher Fitzpatrick's and to be a leader, um, and a specialist in acne in itself is already really um, incredible, but also to be able to do that with higher Fitzpatrick's is incredible. So, um, and I know, Thank I you, classes, of course, and I know, and I know you teach classes. So can you talk to people are, where do you stand with that now in 2023? Um, because I, I think that that's something people should really, you know, take into consideration. Are you teaching acne classes? Do you have thoughts to really dive into that more with the higher Fitzpatrick's? I know you're an educator. I know you've done classes before. Where do you stand with that right now? So, yes, I do teach classes. I'm, I'm right now, I'm really kind of focusing on doing more one-on-one and small group just because what I do is such a hands-on um, type specialty. So I want to get as much hands-on time with, with whoever my student is and um, have them to be able to work on someone. Cause it's one thing to just kind of sit and have like lecture, which of course that yeah. is part of my class, but I also want to be able to um, have that student work on, you know, live skin so they can yeah. kind of see what ingredients work, how the skin responds, what to do, 
you know, if the skin doesn't respond the way it's supposed to, you know, kind of how to correct that before the client gets off of the table type mm-hmm. thing. And so the only way really to do that is to do like small, like a small group of two to three people or one-on-one, which I really, that's what I prefer. Yeah. That's like, they, be- they become my little baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, definitely anyone listening and maybe, you know, may I, I'm going to push this and <laughs> I don't know how you're going to feel about it, but I'm going to push it anyways. I noticed there's just such a lack, like I said, of being able to be an expert in, um, you know, moderate to severe acne with higher Fitzpatrick's. And I would like to push Ebony to consider doing virtual something for people that don't live in Texas so they can (laughs) learn better about what it is they need to do. I know hands-on is where it's at. I know it makes Mm -hmm. you, but there are a lot of people listening. Um, I have already had to help way too many people that keep burning people that I think there's a huge market for it. Um, Not a lot of people that are experts at it. And I think it would be amazing to just, I don't know, see like a little one day course out there in the future (laughs) from you, something. I'm just going to throw it out there. Well, thank you for throwing that out. You're actually not the first person to mention that. And so I'm like, well, maybe, Maybe. you know, people are interested. People are interested. Because I know there is definitely a demand for it. You, You see too much now on um, social media with these horrible, um, pictures of people getting burned from either lasers or too aggressive peels and I just my heart just oh my gosh I'm like video was just it's so horrible it's so depressing I had so many people send it to me and they're like what is this do we have this do you know what like oh no um it's so frustrating though because there's just not a lot of education for estheticians it takes people like you a small business owner who happens to then work her butt off becoming a specialist in something in order to teach the rest of the people what is right, what is wrong. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, this information from big brands. Um, yeah. I've worked with plenty of big brands that say, yes, you can do this on, you know, a fit four or five and six. No, you can't. You mm-hmm. literally not. That is a lie. So um, it's really frustrating, but it, it really truly does take the small business owners of the world, the individual estheticians, the individual specialists to actually help educate the rest of the estheticians. You're not going to always get it from the bigger brands. Their education is just not where it should be because they're also, you have to take into consideration, are these big brands working on clients 24 seven or are we, who has an Mm -hmm. actual better understanding of skin than the person who's working on it and working on different every day. Yeah. Fitzpatrick's every day. That's where you need to be getting your education from. So anyways, I'm just throwing it out there. I just think you should take it into consideration maybe one day. So everyone listening um, who has been struggling with that, we just need to stop burning and hurting people. We need to educate ourselves. Don't just do something on somebody because you need the money today. You don't need the money that bad. You don't need to go that deep. Um, More is not better and the money is not worth it. Um, Mm -hmm that's my little tip and trick on not doing services on higher Fitzpatrick's just because so yeah anyways any other advice you would give estheticians that are listening any other advice what advice do you got what advice do I have um a lot (laughs) now I put you on the spot 
I know you did. I was like, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I do have advice. I mean, just uh, stay encouraged and remember. For me, it was it's really like remembering why I got started doing what I'm doing. Um, I and I'm sure all of us have gone through periods of burnout and mm-hmm. where you're just very exhausted, especially if you're solo, but just being yeah. a small business owner in general, and this can be any industry where, like you said, like you take a lot, you take your work home with you, mm-hmm. but just remember why you started and, um, you know, celebrate the small victories. Like you, you don't have to, you know, carry five different brands to be yeah. successful. You don't have to have, you know, the, the biggest and most expensive equipment, um, you know, none of that really matters yeah it's great to be able to offer different modalities especially in aesthetics but you remember you have to remember like you know your hands are really your best tool and your brain yes. um and so I, a lot of times we forget that and so that was that's what I would that's what I would tell other the, the grass is always greener I we said it before and you touched on it right now again I get it and I empathize with it, but just know the grass is always greener because yeah. um, I'm sure I felt this way too. And I know a lot are listening there. Every time I talk to an esthetician who's starting out, she's like, Oh, you know, I really wish I could afford this machine or, you know, I, well, they'll, they'll start off by saying, you know, this is my business, but I don't have anything yet. Or I don't have products to sell as if like that is required for you to be amazing as an esthetician. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I promise you that is not what like wakes me up in the morning now is that I can buy all these stupid machines that cost me way <laughs> too much money that I just can't stand because people overuse them. And now I'm like going broke on a machine. I don't, mm-hmm. that is not what wakes me up in the morning. What wakes me up in the morning is a client, you know, saying what an incredible job, you know, that we did and, and not every machine, um, that costs a billion dollars is why people feel that way. They feel that way because of you and what you've done and the work you've put in. And mm-hmm. a lot of work that you put in isn't because of the one machine, especially the more expensive machines seem to be the more useless. <laughs> I've noticed. <laughs> Lately. So, true. <laughs> so, you know, grass is always greener. I know that's what it feels like. Um, but, uh, you know, like you said, celebrate the quote unquote little wins. Cause those end up being the bigger wins, like just talking to a client and having her feel like uh, this is a safe space truly yeah. is the big win. Um, and I think people should focus on that more. So what other, Absolutely. what specials do you have going on right now? Where can people find you? How are they going to book with you? Let everyone know all the things. Okay. So I have a, a March special right now. My glow to facial um, it is regularly $200. It is $125, and you can actually um, purchase that. You can book for it now in March, or you can book it and use it later. Um, it is custom, so anyone can get it, and um, it will be customized to your skin condition. And it's just a, it's a, it's a great treatment, day of an event, you know, no downtime, thing like that, so... Um, what else? And where I do have, we find you? Where oh, do we find you and where do we so book you, with you? Yes, so you can have lots of ways to, to find me and to, to book with me. So, you, of course, you can find me on Instagram. Um, Julie already gave my Instagram, Ebby, at ebbybeautyspot.com, um, my website. Also, will take you to um, my booking. And I'm also on the Booksy app. 
So if you are familiar with that, it's Booksy, B-O-O-K-S-Y. You just type in Ebby and I will pop up. I'm usually the first one to pop up. Oh, that's perfect. I love that. That's why you got to think of unique things. I mean, obviously you didn't change your name, but you have to, you really do have to think of like, what's going to work here. Is it, Mm -hmm. you know, the beginning of the alphabet, is it unique enough because you don't want to get lost in the shuffle with everybody else. Exactly. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. I love talking to you. I love doing a podcast with you and just in general, catching up with you. I feel like, um, I just, I don't know. I feel like we connect really well. We have a lot of similarities and I feel like um, you're going to have a really great 2023. I'm excited for the new group of acne clients that are coming your way because obviously you're a huge, talented acne specialist and I'm excited to see what else you put out in 2023. Possibly I can push her to do a virtual class for (laughs) all the acne specialists out there struggling with higher Fitzpatrick's. I'm going to bug her. Um, periodically throughout the year. So don't worry. Um, feel free to also DM her and let her know if this is something you struggle with. Um, I think any yes. acne specialist should DM her if they're, and if they're trying to have, you know, acne be a part of their business, it is essential um, that you know how to work with higher Fitzpatrick's and work with moderate to severe cases. And so maybe if we all bug her, she will consider doing a virtual class. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Julie. And I I wanted to say really quickly, too, I did not realize how many other estheticians follow me on Instagram. And I just want to say thank you for all the love. I've been seeing people repost some of my work. um, Oh, I love that. I really, really appreciate that. Um, Because I'm still a little bit Instagram dumb. So I don't know how all those things. All those things work, but I do see when people share my work, and I just really appreciate that. I love my little SE um, community, um, and I meet people like friends for life and all the different, you know, brands that I work with, classes that I take, DMK, ProCell, Janeo, mm-hmm. um, Lyra Clinical, all different um, companies. That Are I you going with. to Dallas this year? Sorry to interrupt. I am. I'm going to see you in June. Yay. Oh, I'm so excited. Yes. I so will see happy. you in June. Yay. I am definitely I going. Yay, 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 yay. Good. I cannot wait to see you. If you guys um, happen to be listening and you're from anywhere around there, um, I mean, obviously, Texas is a big state, but we had Texas estheticians last time. And what was the other state that was, um, I feel like there was a... Uh, What's the state next to you? <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. There was like another. I feel like no, I didn't, it wasn't from there. I have to go back and look, but there was like a bunch from Texas, obviously, um, uh-huh. and then there was a bunch from Oklahoma. That's what it was. Oklahoma, uh, yeah. Anyway, yes, yes, the yes. point is, if you are whatever, Dallas is great. Anyways, it's my favorite show. Everyone is so nice. We could, if you're not from the South, I'm definitely not. We could all learn something from the South because (laughs) they are the nicest estheticians I have ever met in my life. Um, I love all of you guys equally listening, but I'm just saying it was my first show was Dallas and my eyes were wide open realizing that I could learn a thing or two on manners and just how to be kind because everyone from the South knows just how to do it right. And I had a great time. I'm so excited to see you. If you guys yes. want to see her too and pick her brain and bug her about maybe doing a virtual class, go to the show because we can both bug her together. 
Well, I hope you have a good rest of your day. I hope you. Okay, I know it kind of cut off aggressively, but that's because we ended up talking about her specials, and I feel like that part's a little irrelevant now that those were specials from months ago, and she has different specials going on now in a whole different state. But I thought this was funny from this interview is we talked about, um, you know, obviously seeing each other at the next trade show and about our SE community, and we just talked about um, how I was, like, really pushing her to do classes and I was like hey she's an educator she I've seen her sell like you know classes online she would have people in Texas come to her and she would teach them how to do um you know acne and you know go through the whole boot camp and everything anyways long story short a big part of why we want to invest in her is because she to me is this equal partner in this business as is Jessica and Brittany and Brenna and Anna and and Jennifer, all like my core people that helped me really run the business um, on like a day-to-day basis all day long, inside and out for XF and Adara. Um, that's why she was also asked to work with us because she's such a talent, but that educator part of her is huge. And so you will see her, um, not at the first couple shows, but you will see her slowly start to take on that position um, of educating as well at the shows. We are both going to divide and conquer. I do way too many classes. It's insanity. And I really believe in my team and what we can offer in regards to education, product, back bar, sales, marketing help, like just really everything. And we just want to be there to fully support um, our solos. And I think what we have coming in 2024 is going to reflect that. And Ebony sorry, Aisha is going to be a big part of that because she is going to now be someone you will start to eventually see towards the end of 2024, taking on this big educator um, role. And you guys are in for something really special. She's really talented, super talented. That's why she works with us because she is a talent and she has a lot to offer and her educator background is important to expand upon and make it bigger and have this growth where we can impact so many of you, um, you know, at the trade shows in 2024. Um, so I'm really excited because it's funny to hear that interview now full circle, um, having this be an, an even bigger opportunity for the both of us. I always find it equal where she can have this platform to educate even more people and feel what I feel, which is just such a rewarding feeling. And I, and that in itself is worth it. And then from there, who knows what it turns into, you know, but that is a huge step for both of us, for her to speak in front of all of you. I don't think anyone understands that. I I don't know if you guys fully understand that when you're an attendee at the trade shows, we like, there is nothing more rewarding. There's also nothing more like, nerve wracking and exciting. Cause like we spend so much time and energy, especially me. I, I don't have the same PowerPoints all the time. There's a lot of information in my PowerPoints an obscene amount of information, obscene amount, obscene. Um, and we are just so excited to do it and grateful and humbled and just honored that you will listen to us and you'll come to our class and, it just really means a lot to us. And I don't think um, that part always is conveyed um, of how exciting and thrilling it is to teach to you, but also rewarding and humbling and 
like I said, I just, I've never felt more grateful than I am at a show because I'm always learning. I'm loving teaching, but it's very rewarding to make an impact on someone's business. And for, for you to even just listen to me, the fact that you even came to the class. So I'm so excited for hers. She's got a lot to offer. We have a lot that all of us are working on in 2024 for X formulations for you estheticians to make just a lot more money in your business in 2024. Um, you know, the economy being at a at a point where it's not like the highest is not going to hurt you if you are strategic and you are an organized esthetician and you go out there and hustle and educate and figure out what's going on and how to survive. You know, so th this is this is going to be a great year for everyone. I just need everyone to really invest energy in yourself and your business and your professional um, you know, education part of your business. And we will definitely be there to help you guys along the, along the way. So anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to, um, this podcast. Thanks for bearing with me when I have big pauses, but I got some great content for you. I just need to set a time aside to get it together. But me and Aisha did talk about doing a consistent podcast. We'll record it on Mondays. Um, I'm going to try to video it as well. So you guys can see, the live stream version as well. And thank you for listening. Stay tuned for the next one to hear all the updates that we have going on and have a good rest of your day. Thanks. Bye guys. Thank you to all my skin friends out there who are listening. Do not forget to subscribe and don't forget your sunscreen.